Welcome to Oasis Podcast Sermons, where our call is to gather the scattered back into relationship with God. Holy Spirit, give each listener discernment, wisdom, and understanding as they desire to know you more. Speak to their hearts and continue to guide and direct them into deeper relationship with you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Enjoy. So I want to welcome everybody. My name is Susan, and I am Sean's wife, and this is literally my first time speaking. <laughs> so I kind of want to throw up, but I'm kind of like, I'm going to pull the, a Diego here. Um, Diego spoke a couple weeks ago, and he was like, yeah, I'm super nervous, but like, I just get to share Jesus with you guys. And um, so I'm excited to share with you what God put on my heart this week. Um but I do need prayer. So who wants to pray for me? Who wants to pray us into the message tonight? I will. Go ahead. All right, Heavenly Father, we just praise you and thank you for who you are. We just thank you that you're here with us. We just thank you that um, you chose each one of us for such a time as this. So we, we just give you all the praise and all the glory. I just lift up Susan. I just thank you that she doesn't have to be nervous because she has the same Holy Spirit yeah. that raised Jesus from the dead living inside of her. So you're going to give her all the words that she needs and she can just take a breath and know that it's not her, it's you in her. So we just, um, we just ask you to just anoint her words so the words coming out of her mouth are not actually hers but yours. So we just thank yeah. you in advance for the message and what we're going to hear tonight and what you're going to do in it and through it. And again, it's all for your praise and all for your glory because you are worthy of it all. So thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, Ashley, for that. I got you. So um, this message is going to be different, right? Like, I'm not Sean. I'm not Garrett. Um, I'm going to speak from my heart, and I'm going to speak. I'm going to have the Holy Spirit speak through me. Um, But I'm not the type of person to stand up in front of you and speak for 45 minutes. Like, that's just not my gift. Um, I could take you to coffee and speak at you for 45 minutes. That I can do, but this I can't. So um, we're going to kind of dive in um, to the word in just a second here. But I wanted to talk about two things real quick. So number one, our church is called Oasis. And we just went through a super cool growing and learning process, and we have a website. And I want to tell you that because on there are resources to get in contact for prayer, fellowship, discipleship, all the things. So our website is www.oasiscentraloregon.com. And on there is who we are and actually not really who we are, but who God wants us to be, um, who, you know, who we're trying to reach, which is everybody who loves the Lord and those who don't know him. Um, and so you can kind of check out our profiles and see what it is, but also, again, like there's a contact tab um, so that you can reach out to us. Like if you're ministering to somebody on the street and they've got a cell phone, then they can contact us, right? Like we want to be able to be a resource to people um, who need prayer. Because uh, we know, obviously, through our testimonies tonight, that prayer works, yep. and God listens, and He answers, and it's super cool. So we want to see that. Um, so the other thing I wanted to kind of just throw out there tonight was something that the leadership team and I talk about, which is the more. So you'll hear that phrase, maybe not very often, maybe you haven't heard it before, 
but it's the more. We want more. We want more of God. We want less of us. We want more of Him. We want more Holy Spirit. We want more healings. We want more people. We want more people touched by the Word of God. We want to see our community change. And what the Lord has shown us is the more we want of Him, actually the less we have to be involved in it. Um, because He wants to change our hearts and make it look more like His. And that's the only way that we're going to change our community. Um, and bring Him back and bring people back into right standing with Him. Right? Because that's God's desires to be reconciled back with His people. Right? So let's open our Bibles to Mark 7. We're reading 1 through 23. So the story opens up where the Pharisees and the scribes are coming together to meet Jesus, right? They've heard about Jesus. They've heard about his teaching. He's being made known throughout the, um, the territories. And the Pharisees and the scribes are like, hey, we need to go and check out this Jesus guy. Like, what is he preaching? So something to kind of be aware of here is the Pharisees believed in the resurrection and the traditions of their father, right? So Jesus spoke a lot against some of the traditions that they carry. So you could imagine, like, if somebody's speaking out there against the things that we're believing, we're going to want to go and check out this guy, right, and see what he's got to say. So, so when they saw him, immediately their disciples were eating bread with defiled hands, and they immediately condemned them. So the tradition, well, and then verse 3 says, For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands in a special way, holding the traditions of the elders. So whose idea was it that you needed to do this thing? You needed to wash your hands before you could eat. So be interactive with me. I'll Some totally elders. predict that. Elders. Right. Elders. So the elders, right? Like, Jesus didn't say that. These are traditions that the elders have put into place and are like, hey, why are you doing that, right? Well, if you're not following the rule of the elders, are you still supposed to do the things that they do? No, I don't think so. I wouldn't. So when they came down, verse 4, when they came down from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. And there are so many other things which they have received and hold, like the washing of cups, pitchers, couple, copper vessels, and couches. Like they went as far as cleaning the things that they were going to sit on before they ate. And if you were in the marketplace, you had to go and wash before you could go and eat. If you were out in the fields, you had to come and wash and go through these rituals, right, before you could eat. Well, I just love Jesus because then he pops on the scene, right? And then the Pharisees and scribes ask him, why do your disciples not walk according to the traditions of the elders, but eat bread with unwashed hands? So then Jesus is like, well, i got to answer for that. So he pops in and he says, hey, you hypocrites, what are you doing? That's what I read here. Are you doing what Isaiah prophesied as it is written? These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. So Jesus immediately is looking at the heart posture of the people who are following the traditions of the elders, right? 
because you can wash your hands all day long, but if your heart is unclean, what good is that to you, right? We're going to read about that a little bit more at the end. So in in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrine the commandment of men. So I don't know about you guys, but I've been in Bible studies where people are like, yeah, the Lord told me to say that. And it's like nothing you've ever heard in the Bible before, ever. But they say it like that God told them to say that, right? I've been in groups where... Yeah, a girl was like, yeah, I just want to, like, smoke weed and hang out with Jesus. And I was like, where is that in the Bible? Like, I don't know where that is. And she's like, and, and God says it's okay. Right? So here, Jesus is saying, and in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrine the commandments of men. So basically, I'm speaking that God told me to say this, but actually it has nothing to do with him. It's my own doctrine, right? I'm making up my own stuff. I'm making up my own rules. I'm making up my own traditions. And I'm just doing what I want. And then saying, in Jesus' name afterwards, right? Like, I, yeah, I've been guilty of that. For verse 8, for laying aside the commandments of God, you hold the traditions of men. Thus, the washing of pitchers and cups, and many other such things you do. And he says to them, all too well you reject the commandment of God that you may keep your tradition. Right? Like, to me, that is just, like, such a gut punch. Like, Jesus is saying, hey, you've got your priorities, like, totally wrong here. You're following man. You're following the things that they're telling you to do. And it actually has nothing to do with what I've commanded you to do, right? So Jesus picks up the story here and says, so he's going to then give an example of that, right? So Moses said, honor your father and your mother, and he who curses mother or father, let him be put to death, right? Like that's a commandment that's in Exodus 20 and 21. Um, honor your mother and father and there's a promise with it too that says that your days may be long right what are you smiling about back there (laughs) I love it Um, but then Jesus says in verse 11 but you say if a man says to your father or mother whatever profits you might have received from me is Corbin that is a gift from God then you no longer let him do anything for his father or mother. So, what is this Corbin? Does anybody know that? Don't read your footnotes. Does anybody know through the Spirit what this Corbin is? Like, this is when you talk. <laughs> so, no? Okay. Yep, so Corbin is a gift from God. So, Basically, Jesus is coming in here and saying, my commandment for you is to honor your father and mother with the promise that your days may be long and your land may be plentiful, right? (laughs) But the Pharisees had actually come up with a different rule that they said allowed any brother to say, oh, well, this is Corbin, actually. And so what it meant is, so I'm going to just give you like a real life example. So this is my son, Darian. He wants to be an engineer. 
and he's going to be awesome and super smart and well cared for because the Lord is awesome, right? So he has, let's say, $50,000. So his job is to honor his mother and father. Like back in biblical days, we cared for our elder. We didn't put them in a home. We didn't, like, you know, just forget about them. We took them in our homes and we cared for them, right? So let's say Darian has money and I'm struggling. So Sean and I are having a hard time. We're not making our rent. Like, life is just going through a hard time. So Darian could actually give that $50,000 to the treasury of the church and call it Corbin and have it be a gift of offering instead of giving it to his family, which is what Jesus said to do, honor your parents, right, your mother and father. It didn't just mean respect and love. It actually meant to care for as well. So Jesus is coming in and saying, yeah, you say that you can just give your money to the church and not hold on to the responsibility that I've commanded you to honor and take care of your mother and father. Does everybody get that? Does that make sense? Right? So Jesus is like, what is that? Like, you're you're twisting it, right? You're making up your own rules and saying it's okay. So then verse 13 Jesus pops in and says, making the world, making the word of God no effect through your traditions, which you have handed down, and many such things you will do. So Jesus kind of walks us through, like, hey, you're following these traditions of man. And here's an example, right, through the idea of Corbin, which is a gift to God, but actually... It doesn't honor God when you dishonor your parents, right? So then he says, as a result of that, making the word of God no effect through your traditions, like you're honoring your traditions first. So before we kind of kick into gear these verses 14 through 23, I wanted to kind of go back and just look at what are some traditions of man? What are some traditions of the church? What are some traditions of your parents, like, that you had in your life that actually you've put before honoring the commandments of God? Can anybody think of anything? And it doesn't have to be super personal. Like, something that comes to mind is actually October 31st. Oh. Like, like trunk or treat, right? Like, trunk or treat is actually honoring and dressing up to ward off evil spirits. And I'm a follower of Jesus. Like, I have authority to cast them out and to remove them. I'm not going to go and dress up to pretend that, like, I'm going to scare them off, right? Amen. Yeah. So, and by the way, I'm super guilty. Like, I dressed up for Halloween. I dressed my kids up for Halloween. We trick-or-treated. So don't think that, like, I'm up here perfect. Like, I grew up in a very traditional life, a very traditional home where we went to church every Sunday, but we were part of the world. Like, I didn't really know Jesus. He never really touched my heart. He didn't make himself known to me until about 10 or 12 years ago. So it's only now through, you know, my intimacy and my the searching for the more that the Lord is like, hey, actually those things that you did, they like 
really didn't honor me, actually. So we can go holidays. Like, what else kind of pops in your mind? Watching movies we shouldn't watch. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if it's a tradition, but it's something. Yeah, it's just something of the world, right? Yeah. My rule of thumb is if I can't watch it with my 14-year-old son, back in the day when Darian was 14, I was like, then I don't need to be watching it. Right? Yeah. What else? Yeah, go ahead, Jimmy. Uh, the concept of tough love. Yeah. What does that mean to you? Um, I don't know. I don't see anywhere in the Bible where it says tough love should be applied by God's people. I think it's a, it's a doctrine that's stripped out of recovery, AA, NA, things like that. Yeah. But then it's like they put a God spin on it, right? For sure. Yeah. Anything else come to mind? You can pretty much go through every holiday that we, that we uh, celebrate or not. Uh, Godly holidays. They're all brought in by Constantine, about 300, and it's a blending of, you know, taking stuff. And I didn't have the courage, really, for my kids to, to not celebrate Christmas. You know, I'd say, well, it's Jesus' birthday. It's not really his birthday, but, you know, we're going to exchange gifts and just call them birthday presents. But when it, you know, the deception, it's a it's a war, right? It's to try to drag you away from the deity of Christ. And any, any religion that, that you know, doesn't claim him as, as God uh, is a deception. And I, I think about our children in their innocence. Yeah. The Hebrew children memorized the Torah, memorized the Torah by age eight. So I think about the seed they were sowing in their minds was just this, just the word of God. Yeah. And, and here we're going to movies and cell phones and celebrating the wrong holidays and there's a lot of stuff being sowed in. So, yeah. so really no one is protected anymore in their innocence. Well, it blew my mind last week when um, Garrett was like, hey, if you have an Apple iPhone, like, look on the back, and it's, you know, a bite out of an Apple. And I was like, oh, my gosh, get behind me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had never noticed that, right? Yeah. So these traditions, as we can see, hinder us from doing and honoring the Lord and the things that he's asked us to do. And I feel like, you know, honoring the Twelve Commandments is, like, a really big deal. Like, even though it's Old Testament, it's still applicable and appropriate for today. Um, and I grew up in a really traditional church, and I didn't see a lot of the things that we did in church actually being scriptural. And so that caused me to kind of do my own research into, well, why am I doing this? Why do I decorate the Christmas tree? Like, I decorate the Christmas tree because my mom was like, that's what we do at Christmas. But if you want to read Jeremiah 10, you're not supposed to decorate a tree. It's an idol, right? So I was personally really convicted on that, and I'm not here to shame anybody. I'm just speaking my own, you know, experience. Um, and last year, we didn't do a Christmas tree. And it turned out, like, I really kind of, the Christmas tree was like the center focus of our holiday. And that's not how I want to honor the Lord, right? Like, whether it's his birthday or not, it's not honoring to him. And so that was just my own conviction. Um, but I'm going to let the Holy Spirit speak to you on that. I Again, I'm not here to condemn. So moving on. So verse 15, there's nothing that enters a man from outside that can defile him. But the things that which come out of him, those are things that defile a man. Right? Like Jesus was saying... 
the prophet Isaiah said in verse 6, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Like, Jesus is in the heart business. He doesn't, he's not worried about what you're eating and if your hands are clean. And it actually says in the scriptures, like, they clean their hands in a special way, right? Like, we all know with COVID, there was like the, you know, how you're supposed to do your hands. But Jesus isn't worried about that. He's worried about what's inside. Because it's actually what's inside your heart that comes out, and that can defile man. So when he had entered a house away, oh, so then I love Jesus. He's like, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Like, I just feel like Jesus is like, is anybody listening? Is anybody listening? You know? Bueller. Yeah, Bueller, hello. Um, and so then Jesus goes away with the, away from the crowd into a home, and his disciples are like, hey, so, like, what did that mean exactly? And so then he pops in and says, are you thus without understanding also? Do you not perceive that whatever enters a man from outside cannot defile him? Because it does not enter his heart, but his stomach, and is eliminated, thus purifying all food. Um, so just a little background with me, um, my husband and I were personal trainers a couple years ago, back in the day, and the number one thing they tell you, like, in the education class I took to do personal training was, like, you are not a nutritionist, do not do meal plans. And it was so funny because I walk into the gym, I'm like, let's do this, who wants, you know, who wants to lose some weight, let's get healthy, and... The only thing everybody wanted was meal plans. It was like they just wanted to be told what to eat in order to lose weight. And I really didn't make it in that field longer than like two years. Like it just wore me out. Like just putting people on meal plans, seeing them drop 30 pounds, and then sending them on their own to then like eat healthy. And you know, I thought I guided them in the way that they should eat so that they could go and be successful on their own. And then everybody just gained their weight back. Literally every single client I trained gained their weight back. Um, and so that was really discouraging for me. And here Jesus is saying, like, the food that enters your stomach, what good is it? It just you're just eliminating it, right? So I remember looking back at that time and just feeling like, like if I knew now what I if I knew then what I know now about the heart and how everything starts and finishes within your heart posture, man, I would just totally, there would be not a single person overweight in the city. Like, I would be the best personal trainer ever because we would just get straight into the reasons why are you overeating? Why can't you get this under control? Who hurt you in your past? Why, you know, what is the anger? Are you a happy eater, a sad eater, a bored eater? Like, there's all these things, like, knowing what I know now, I just feel like, man, I would just, like, go in straight from the heart and just try and tackle all of those issues, right? Um, but that's not why I'm here. <laughs> I'm here to tell you that Jesus also cares about your heart posture. Um, and he goes on to say that from... From within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornication, murders, thefts, covetous, evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. Well, what about anger? Right? 
What about gossip? Those things start within your heart. So Jesus says all of these things that come within, that is what defiles a man. So it seems like we've been in a like a year-long series of doing some heart searching because I want the Lord to remove those things that defile me so that I can present myself clean before the cross, right? So I want us to take a minute as we kind of head into a time of ministry to look at the things whether it's traditions of man, whether it's um, lies that you've believed, or things that your parents have spoken over you that you're like, wait, actually, that doesn't align with the commandments of the Lord. It doesn't, it doesn't align with the things that Jesus says about me. Why am I actually believing that? And we want to pray for you. We want you to, we want you to receive freedom today. Because I know if you carry half the lies and the junk in your heart that I did, that, man, God has so much freedom and release and love in store for you, you just don't even know it. I hope Holy Spirit spoke to you about something in this message today. If you would like to come to service in person, we meet on Sundays at Palmer's Cafe in Bend, Oregon at 5 p.m. located at 645 Northeast Greenwood Avenue. Or if you have any questions about what you just listened to, please email us at oasis.centraloregon at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in.